Hey, Danny. All right, you ready to do this? Yeah, let's go. All right, cool. Danny Nasty Podcast. Three, two, one, we're rolling. All right, we're back here at Jambox Entertainment Studio. You know I love to call it my home away from home, and I'm here with my main man, Lee Evans. I love him so much. Lee, by the way, you know, I know we did this uh, session a little bit earlier, and for those of you that don't know, Lee's girl, Kathy, also works the business with him, and so we were scheduling this appointment for 11.30 to record today, and she said, could you make it 12? I was like, no, we gotta keep it 11.30, and I said, why? And the reason was is because Lee does not like to wake up early. Lee, what's going on, man? You don't wake up before noon? Well, I don't know if you, that was about noon that you texted, and I don't know, I don't know if you read my text back to you, but it said, shh, I'm sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> no, but in general, like, you're not an early riser, I guess. No, the thing is, is that a lot of times I'm here until 2, 3 a.m., you know, working on projects, you know. Um, it's just something about the night where the creative spirit really comes out. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm trying to switch that up. You know, but um, it's kind of like the way it's been. So I, I do a lot of stuff at night. All right, well, late. that's that makes sense to me. Yeah. So for those of you guys that don't know Lee, Lee is the owner, the operator, the engineer. You can't pigeonhole him into one thing because he does so many things, and he always operates from love, and he's an amazing guy. And this is really my place of calmness and stillness, and this is the place I come to to feel good. And any time I'm in between coming to the studio, all I think about is when I can come back next. So that's what really gets me juiced up. So today I have a really special guest. Um, the way I know her is through my best friends, uh, Vince and Anthony. And we've known each other for several years, but we've really only like crossed paths at like family celebrations and gatherings. And usually when we see each other, um, I'm catching a buzz, she's catching a buzz, we see each other on the dance floor, I'm like, hey, she's like, hey, I'm like, yo, she's like, yo. Then we tell each other how good we look, because she is a fashionista, and then it really doesn't go anywhere after that. We just pretty much, you know, we get our buzz going, we get fucked up, we have a good time until the next time we see each other. Um, but she's really special, and today's such a treat for me, and I barely could sleep last night, because I was so excited about her coming here. Uh, she's a producer. She's a writer. She has seven books on Amazon. She's an entrepreneur. I mean, she's had so many businesses. She's got a new venture now. And I'm just really excited to introduce you to her. Pam Reno, welcome to the Nasty Hi, Podcast. Thanks for having me. My first podcast ever. Thank you, Danny. <laughs> I'm so excited about you being here. First of all, she came in today. She's wearing all black. I'm in all black. She's got a great, beautiful leather jacket that she came walking in. Her hair looks good. She's a hottie. What do you think, Lee? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. We always introduce, we always want yeah. to paint the picture, so we don't want to get ourselves in trouble because we both have yeah. wives and they don't appreciate that. Yeah, but Pam Renner's got it on. Got, yeah. it, got it going on, man. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> all right. So listen, I got this book. I got your memoir and uh, we were supposed to meet a couple weeks ago. And I just dove into this. It's just over like 400 pages. It's a little long, right? <laughs> I didn't think, when I looked at it, I was like, wow, this is, there's a lot of pages in here. Yeah. But in all honesty, this is God honest, the truth. I read the book in less than two days. I went through the whole thing and I just, I wanted to be prepared for when I met you. And I haven't opened it in the last couple of weeks. And I was figuring maybe I should open it up when I, you know, when I bring it in. But I thought I wouldn't because a lot of the things that I read just started coming back to me. And I just thought there's so many just beautiful, um, impactful things in here. And I just, first and foremost, I really was just not taken back, but um, I just 
was so grateful and appreciative of how like open, honest, and real and raw you were in this book. Like, what do you think? Was it hard for you to write this? No, I, I mean, I had a tutor help me write this because I really, it's my first book. I never, I, I wrote little essays and took classes in writing. But um, when you write about yourself, your memoir, it just kind of comes out. It just comes out and you just kind of keep writing and writing and writing. Yeah. Hence the 444 pages. Yeah. You know, but um, did I find it hard? No, I found it, I think it was easy. Do you find writing about yourself, was that like therapeutic when you were looking back at your life and bringing things back to earth? Yeah. I think everything that's inside, you put on paper, you get it out. Yeah. I just found yeah. it so amazing because all these years that I know you, I just, I didn't know your journey. I mean, we're, we're re I was reading about you going from, first of all, your love for New York's insane. It, oh, like, I love it. Oh it my God. It's my heart, me. my soul. It really yeah. inspired me. I want to get Thank into you. that. But I mean, you went from babysitting to car dealerships to... Uh, working for a model agency to Madeline, to managing a modeling agency to kind of in my book getting stabbed in the back by your mentor and someone who's like a motherly figure to you in that uh, situation and then getting into owning a restaurant and, and you know what it takes to do that in Manhattan and then getting into like owning a florist I mean it's unbelievable you know if I could describe the book in one word it would be tenacity I feel like I've never met someone or read about someone that was so tenacious I don't even understand you know when you go through these obstacles and this is definitely one of my key questions when talking to you is, is like when you're going through a time as we perceive as bad how is it that you're able to separate that situation and focus on rather than what you're going through focusing on what you're gonna do like how are you able to separate faith. the two and see the big picture faith Keep the faith in the self-believing. You believe in yourself. And I also think that who you surround yourself with is the biggest component to success because you want to be around someone that, that has your back, that really believes in you as well. And then when those dip, those days come where you're like, oh, I can't do this, I want to give up, they're behind you going, oh, yes, you can. You've been through worse. Go like the Look at the bread trail behind you. Look what you've done. Look what you, how far you've came. And that will catapult you like my I favorite like, p is persevere don't give up yeah i mean definitely we'll talk about that too yeah <laughs> so many definitely i missed new hampshire 1990 you forgot that <laughs> yes yes i'm so sorry that was it's a okay. crazy story um but i think first and foremost i feel like the biggest person you had in your corner was your dad oh yeah yeah he has he has my heart yeah i mean the amount of love that you speak of i can only yeah. wish one day that my daughters like feel the way about me that you felt about your dad i yeah. just thought it was such a beautiful part of your life and I'm so happy that like you added that in and family is such a big component to you. It really is big. But this hunger for New York, you know, I, you know, how did, how did this happen? I mean, I, I read in the book and I just want you to talk about it. I was so. born in New York. I am, I am New York. I mean, I, there's nothing like New York. The people, the energy, I mean, there's endless opportunity here and there's nothing you can't do. Like, like that song with Jay-Z in New York, yeah. I can't sing something I'm gonna to try to sing. <laughs> but um, yeah, I just, it, there's nothing, I mean, I tried to leave here and move, I moved to, well, moved to New Hampshire, obviously with my family, and the minute I was able to get out, I got out. You know, just, it's just a draw to New York and me. I can't separate that, thank God. What do you think that is, though? I don't know, I just think it's just a connection. You know, I mean, I, I left the city a year ago this month, Yeah. And I miss it sometimes, but now I'm by the beach and, you know, you're able to clear my head and just be surrounded by just nature and, you know, other things. Because change is always good. 
but I think the pull with New York is just what it brings to me. I mean, how how I feel inside is you know, it's it satisfies me. It it, you know, it just. I just love the way you describe it. Even from like when you came into Manhattan in your earlier days, you're coming out of the subway. You're looking at all of these beautiful skyscrapers. You give me a you. chill. I get a chill right yeah, now. Yeah, I mean, when I was reading <laughs> it, I was getting the chills because like, I I actually I could visualize what you were writing. Uh, even up to walking up to one of those pretzel stands and just eating a delicious pretzel. I still love those pretzels. For it's me, it's knishes. I love knishes. <laughs> Do they don't have good knishes anymore. They used to be crispy on the outside, yeah. soft in the middle. I'd fucking drench it with a yeah. little uh, mustard. Ketchup, okay, ketchup yeah. mustard. Oh, ketchup and mustard. Oh, my. I doubled it. I'm an animal. That's Come what down. <laughs> so what made you write this book? Uh, let's see. So when, when Sandy hit, uh, we lost the restaurant. We lost the... Part of the, the floral shop we had in 15 minutes so I, like i said i used to take writing classes and a friend of mine my spiritual advisor said to me hey are you, are you have you gonna go back to writing again and i was like i don't know i write little short stories and and actually the only time i got an a in a subject was my writing believe it or not so and jim so i said you know maybe i'll, I'll do that so when sandy hit i could have either sat back and said poor me and look what happened to me, what am I gonna do? Or do I just try and reinvent myself and try something else? Mm -hmm. So let me just try writing again. And once I put the pen to the paper, it just kept coming out. And I think it was spirit. I mean, I just, I'm very spiritual and I believe in faith and I believe that um, God has a big hand in everything that we do if you allow him to lead you. And that's where, I mean, I don't remember half those words I put in there. Yeah. Like I made all those quotes. I'm like, who? I wrote these quotes because it's like they came in and came right out of 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 me. You know. You know, I want to back up a minute because, and I think something that's so interesting about you is that, you know, I've always been hard on myself with regards to like my purpose in life. You know, I've always been like, man, I, I feel like I should have everything figured out. I feel like I should be living my purpose. I feel like I should be living out every day, being passionate, doing something that I love, that I'm crazy about every moment of the day. And what I loved about you and what I learned from the book is no matter what situation you were in, uh, it wasn't like one single purpose. Like you made the best of every situation that came in front of you, whether it was babysitting and then you know, spending time with that couple, which then attracted you to coming back to New York, which, you know, then you're, you end up at this modeling agency and, you know, you end up becoming a manager of this modeling agency and you end up, uh, you know, being so liked and loved by the people who work there. It seems like you have this, uh, this habit of succeeding and also having the people that are surrounded around you that just love you and believe in you. And it seems like no matter what you touch and no matter which direction you go in, it's like you're planting seeds and they just instantaneously grow with you. And I just, I mean, I want to talk about that. I want to talk about that magic. I want to talk about that power. I want to talk about that spirit that works through you, God, and how you were able to connect with it and how you were able to say, you know what, I'm just going to go with this flow. I'm not going to make myself feel bad. I'm going to feel good because I deserve to feel good. I'm supposed to feel good. And in this moment, in this day, in this second, I'm present and I'm doing everything I'm supposed to be doing, whether my bank account is growing or whether my bank account <laughs> is getting drained. But you have this like cool, calm, collected thing to you that it's like you just don't worry. You just know you're going to fucking make it right. And I just I want to learn more about that. And I think like people should know like what that is. And maybe you can't describe it. I don't know. But but what is that? 
I just think self-belief. I think that is just, again, faith. And when I want something, I go, I want it. And I just get like these blinders put on and I just go for it. I don't want to hurt anybody along the way. I don't want to myself or, or anyone. But when I want something, I just, I want it. Yeah. And I won't, I'll stop at nothing to get it. Again, not hurting anyone, but... And then as you as you go on the path, and then things are thrown at you. I mean, listen, everyone has their days. I'm human. I, I'm not always you know up, up, up. It takes me, it takes me sometimes. You know, someone to say, hey, listen, you got this. Don't worry about it, or you know, give me pep talks because I'm human too. But mostly, I mean, I've always been a free spirit, and um, I always wanted a career. I always wanted to be a career woman. Like I always looked at women like on Rhoda, the show Rhoda. If I'm aging myself now, I love Rhoda. You know, the independent, own her own business, and she's living in New York, and, you know, that's where I always I think aspired too, to. I think Dad is too young to know who Rhoda is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just having an age of myself. You guys are fucking me up. Right? <laughs> Mary Tyler Moore yeah. was okay. her best friend. You know who Mary Tyler Moore is. Yeah, of yeah that was her best friend. So how I got there, I just I just think that you know it, it's I believe in you know destiny and I believe that you create your own path and I just put myself everywhere I was it left I kept myself open to any opportunity and just went with the flow. But I also saw a woman in the book that made a lot of sacrifices, was very close to her family, knew mm -hmm. she had to leave to make those things come to reality and mm -hmm. come to fruition, and. Uh, I really feel like you're just a woman who knows how to make things happen. You know, I don't make want to say it, woman. Make it I feel work. Like you're a human being that just you're just an amazing person. Like there's not Thank a lot. I, I don't feel like there's a lot of people like you. I don't feel like Thank people you. can just go out there and be like you. And I feel like you have this way, even in this book, even in the direction that you give, where you really just this, you just did such an eloquent job just mapping out how someone could duplicate, you know, what you do given if they have the faith, if they have the belief, uh, the perseverance, and, and all the my beautiful favorite words P. you use. Yeah, your favorite <laughs> P. Can you talk I, about your Ps? My five Ps, yes. That, that's the tools that I created to get had seven books later and where I am today. That's what helped me get there. So if I can help someone else by just those five little tools, like one's path, find direction, pray for spiritual growth because you want the signs that you're on the right path. My third P is persevere any order doesn't really matter don't give up it's my favorite positive keep the faith because again i like when you're going through this you need people around you that are going to build you up and not bring you down right like the naysayers and all that and the last one of course is power acquired abundance which means you're there and it's funny because people come into your life like with my show they come in and then they would leave whether they were jealous or whether they tried to you know plow over me and become the person in front of me. And I, I just sat back and said, go ahead. I believe that if you're going to do that, go ahead. Yeah. I'll just do my job. You do your thing and just, but then it just, they could, they get out of my life. Yeah. But you also exude like self-confidence. You didn't mention it in the book, but like even when you were working at like the modeling agency and you know, the woman who owned the company didn't like you dating her son. Oh, she hated it. Yeah. And I just thought that was so fucking whack. <laughs> But also, like on another note, I also had this feeling when I was reading the book that you were very likable. People were turning to you in this business. Probably people liked communicating and doing business with you more than her. But like, I feel like you didn't mention that, but I feel like that's the vibe that you have 
in like any direction that you go and like people want to deal with Pam they don't want to deal with anyone else I think I'm honest and I, I have integrity and I think maybe that could be the reason why I'm real yeah I don't put a facade and I don't I am who I am if you like it do if you don't that's not my problem yeah confidence yeah I'm working at my confidence everyone's like oh you're so confident yes or no I mean it depends where I'm at but again it all comes down to I believe in myself and I like who I am are you the type of friend where your friends come to you for advice a lot mostly or I think it's equal yeah? I think it's equal yeah my friends yeah all right I thought it was really cool first of all you say so many funny things about you know being attracted to little asses oh yeah tiny heinies she likes tiny heinies <laughs> I like tiny heinies so I was like, on I was on the, on the coming on the train and the guy in front of me had a little tiny heinie I'm like ooh a little tiny heinie <laughs> I wanted to bite it <laughs> I thought it was so hilarious yeah she says that in the book too it's funny you know what I find interesting also is that you know some people like in your position my position maybe Lee's position they're not as open as you were you know you talked about your partying you talked about you know, drinking, you know, some drug use, things like that, just very recreationally, you know? And, like, a lot of people, I, I feel like, are scared to say that type of shit, like, professionally or, like, in their book, in their podcast, and their whatever. And I just thought that was very cool because I felt like it was, like, super authentic, and I feel like it's another way of, like, communicating with other human beings, being like, hey, listen, like, this is who I am, this is what I do, this is what I've done. And, you know, I'm not scared to share that with you. If anything, like, I see, for me, it was like, wow, I feel closer to her because I get what she's saying. Like, you're talking about partying at the limelight. We're just talking about oh, the limelight. Oh, the yeah. limelight on 20, what was it, 23rd, 21st? 21st, 21st and 6th. Uh, six, six, yeah. Six, right? Imagine yeah. coming out at 5 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> the sun's coming through the, the uh, stained glass, and you're like, woohoo. Yeah, I used to party <laughs> all the whole time. Actually, I think I saw you. Did you? <laughs> In that round circle? <laughs> so that's how long it's around. Like for you listeners that aren't from New York, there used to be a club called Limelight. It's an old church, all stainless glass, with the uh, pews windows. still intact, and the windows are still there. Yeah, and it's still there, by the way. But it just turned into a very uh, big bland, party. There's yeah. a well. There was that movie made with uh, Macaulay Culkin called Mo Monster. Or no, and it was based in the Limelight. Uh. I don't know. I don't know. The, the monster, movie. I think, I probably something that. like that. But it's based in limelight. The whole party scene. Yeah, it's crazy. So I, I grew up in Long Island, and I used to jump in my car when I was seventeen, like drive into Manhattan, and we would walk into this bitch, and it was like scary, but like scary <laughs> in a good way. We're like, it's scary. holy shit! There was like dudes on like <laughs> seriously like six foot platforms, like yeah. people smoking joints, yeah, like yeah. doing bumps, yeah. like dropping acid, shrooms, like whatever, whatever the situation was. And it was just like such a crazy place to be in at that age. It was the spot. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's accepted. It doesn't matter if you were straight, gay, yeah. male, female. Didn't matter. Anything. Trans, yeah. whatever. Didn't matter. But that was New That's York. That's great. Alphabet City was a lot like that, too, like back in the day. They yeah, that was really Village seedy, now. though, back then. I kind of yeah. didn't go over there yeah. too much. I've been there. I've been there. It is seedy. Yeah, it was, <laughs> I don't know about now, but it was very seedy. But. I spent some time there because my dad's an antique dealer. He's mm -hmm. on 11th between Broadway and University. And... Um, he had a, a huge dealer. Um, she was she was trans, and she was living in Miami and Manhattan. Mm -hmm. But, like, she took a liking to me, and we used to just hang out. We used to laugh a lot. So she invited me to Alphabet City, and that's, like, when I, like, first started, like, hanging out there. She took me out to dinner there, and I was just like, holy shit, this is a fucking crazy-ass <laughs> place. You know, I think I'm, I'm, I'm 
I think that the owner of that club, I forget his name. I know what he looks like, man. But um, he was also the owner. He started out with Studio 54. So when you're talking about city and drugs and all that stuff, he had like all of the major clubs coming up for that maybe that decade or 12 years between like Studio 54 and the limelight. Yeah. You know, and then he got busted for this big drug uh, That's operation. That's right. That That's right. Down, yeah. yeah. So let me tell you something. Let's let's shift over here. Let me tell you something yeah. about her. So she has had also a restaurant, which I was at. I love that restaurant. Sam Sarah restaurant. Cafe, yeah. And you had the florist, right? Yes, around the corner. So what are you doing now? Because I know you started this new venture. I don't really know anything about it, so I want to hear all about it. Well, I was, I did, was producing my own show. Yeah. Uh, I left my own studio and went to my own when I moved to Long Island. And out of the blue, it's like I'm on one path, thinking I'm going to do my show myself and continue with Power Pam and my workshops and, you know, soon to be some, some uh, seminars. And Eve says to me one day, my, my business partner, I know what I want to do now. And I said, what is it? What is it? I want to have a salt room. I said, okay, great. So we, let's, let's pray about, you know, where, where the resources are going to come from, how we're going to do this, and let's see where it goes. So within two weeks... We solidified a place. The resources came through. It was just like, everything was like, just lining up. Perfect timing. So I couldn't do both. I had to do, I said, either I help with this new adventure, I can, or do Power Pam. So I think, right. hmm, I'll put Power Pam on, on the back burner right now and put my, my energies towards this. What was it that told you to do that? Like, do you meditate? Obviously, it sounds like you I pray. meditate, yes. I just think it just, it comes to you. Like when you make a decision and you ask for guidance, you feel it. Mm. I get the chills a lot. That's how I know I'm on the right path. I get mm. chills a but lot. You know, you know, I'm so sorry. I'm That's not, okay. You know, I'm just trying to get to know you better so I can get to also make my life better, too, <laughs> which is amazing. How do you know, like, how did you know it was the right decision? Was it a feeling? Was it the chills that came over you on what you should do? Like, you didn't get chills, you know, to continue the show, and you got chills to get with the salt and with um, Eve. Like, what was it that, like... Well, the show us? went from, like, thousands of views, which I was so blown away by, because my name really isn't out there yet, you know, so I'm trying to get my name out there. And it was going down and down and down the views. I'm like, okay... So the views are going down. Here's a new opportunity that's thrown in my path. And that went so smoothly. Yeah. So when something goes that smooth, I mean, there, there is obstacles. Like right now, we're, we're trying to open since December, but the, the fire marshal and the permits and this and this and that, you're always going to have something. But it was just yes, yes, yes. I, mean, I, got, I talk about it in the book where a yes is a yes, a no is a no, and a maybe sign on the, on the, you know, no. It's always a no if it's a maybe. Yeah. So I just, it was just everything was yes. I mean, go for the go for the modern salt. Get in there, and as I designed it, we put all the merchandising together. We put you know all different services like healing and distress, and that's how we're gonna help other people, like how we healed. Yeah, but like so, I feel like everything you've ever done, though, like in some sort of way, you had always been like serving others, right? Yeah, I like to help other people. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I really like helping other people because it makes me feel good inside. If I can make someone else smile or make someone laugh, it makes me laugh and smile. You come across people in your life that you feel like, not that it matters, but that treat you the same way? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Oh. I have some jerks, too. I mean, we all do. But, yeah, I got a lot of jealousy. I have a lot of jealousy from people my entire life. Yeah. You know, you know that put me down. They said I'm nothing and this, that, and the other. And, and it, it used to bother me. 
Yeah. But it doesn't bother me anymore. I was reading a lot about that. What do you think that was about? Why do you think people felt so envious and jealous of you? Because they can't do it. I, whatever, I, like my, my friend said to me one time, whatever you touch turns to gold. I said, yeah, but I work for it. I go for it. And I, and I put my all into it. You know, I guess people can't do that. People give up. 90% of people give up right before the miracle happens. Right. Because there comes a point where it gets so hard. And that's when your faith comes in saying, okay, I just got to chill. I just got to chill. That's when the faith comes in saying, hang in there because it's right there. It's right there. When it gets really, really hard, it's right there. You can touch it. I thought it was really cool, too, like how you always, like, rewarded yourself. Like, when you had your successes, like... Oh, yeah. You'd go, like, you know, like you'd go on shopping and <laughs> oh, yeah. clothes that you wanted. Yes. Things like that. I thought it was really cool. Um, where was it? In Pennsylvania that you guys had a house? A lake house, yeah. Yeah. Like, I yeah. love that whole story that yeah. was behind that. Oh, venues to come up all the time in Anthony, too. We thought yeah. It was a great, great weekends. Yeah. I just feel like... I just... I just love the way you live. I love the way you see life. I love the way you carry yourself. And, Thank you. Um, when I was reading the book, I, I felt like there was so many uh, beautiful qualities that you have that, you know, I wanted to adopt, you know, for myself and get myself into the habit of doing because oh, I just thought like, no, really, I, I really, ju I truly, like, I genuinely mean what I'm saying. Like, I just think there was just so many things to learn from this book and to learn from you. And it was just so open and so real and so refreshing to to read words and, and, and it was such an easy read which is why i got through the yeah that's the way i write pages. i write very easy <laughs> yeah but it's good that way because that way you get it and that way you understand and i just i don't know you know i just I, I, there's just so much in there there's so much to you and you make it sound like it's just so easy it's so like matter of fact but i also think that a lot of those qualities that you have you were just also born with no I think I was born with it, yeah. I think, I mean, yeah. But I worked at everything. I mean, when I when I wanted to do something, I would educate myself on it. I would just go and take care of it myself. Um, you know, and that's the thing about being self-made. There's, It's a different, um, you look at yourself differently. And you have nothing to lose. So you ever get, throw yourself out there. Did you ever get pushback from, like, family and friends or, like, Pam, maybe you shouldn't do this, you're crazy, you can't do this? Like, did anybody that was in, like, your close sphere of influence ever try to deter you not because they didn't think you could do it but more so like because they loved you out of fear of their, yeah, their yeah. um my mom not out of trying to push me down or anything but she had to become a stay-at-home mom for five kids my father got disabled so she had to go out to the, and work so she wanted to make sure that her five daughters if anything ever happened to their spouses that they can sit on their own two feet and made each one of us very independent what a role model, huh? So if she said, you know, Pamela, you have to get a real job. I go, what do you, what constitutes a real job, Mom? I'm working at the modeling agency. Yeah. Well, I, da, 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 but I've always made it. So I, I could not sit in a nine to five job in a cubicle. Yeah. It was never me. I'm not putting it down. I mean, if it works for someone else, that's awesome. Yeah. But that's not for me. I'm, I need to be more, you know, out there and just free-spirited where when I can you just... were going through those experiences like when you were going through your path like when you were working at the luxury car dealership or you were working oh in the Maseratis yeah the modeling agency and things mm -hmm. like that was there was there a voice inside of you or your intuition in those days that was saying you know what this is good for now but this isn't what I wanted absolutely doing? like throughout the whole entire time I always wanted more I always wanted more myself always 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 is there like a final place that you want to be at like for yourself where you're like you know what this is it this is what I yes, want yes that's what, what I'm heading towards yeah, so the new I want I want to help others. I want to help others. Um, 
those who think that they can't get there because they don't have the resources, they don't come from the family that has the influences, you can do it. And I want to grab that audience that, you know, needs that person that can lift them up and keep them lifted, motivate them, inspire them. So I would like to get myself on the road and just, you know, put my word out there. Right. Why That's do you my want goal. To do that? like, why do you, I just got to chill again. Yeah, why do you feel that passion towards helping people? I like to help people, you know, and I feel good. I'm, I'm, I think I'm very blessed to have what I have, very lucky, and not everybody gets that opportunity. And I feel like I've, I've gotten that opportunity. And I'm, I'm a big giver. I love to do this. I love to spend, but I like to give as well. And that's my way of giving to someone. So it just, it, it, it fills something in me. It feels like a, not that I have a void, but it fills something inside of me. Yeah. It's, you know, it satisfies that hunger. You know what I dig about you? I have these moments that I feel like you, a lot of moments that I feel like that. And then I come across, maybe, I'm, obviously, I, I really believe anything I track to my life is just a reflection of what I might be feeling or have thought in the past. Mm -hmm. um, but I come across, like, really arrogant assholes every so often, you know? And, um, it, like, it dampens my mood. And I know I'm responsible for whatever that was that came in front of me. Um, and I, I really, in nature, I think like I'm a good person. I think I'm very sensitive. I think I, I love people a lot. Um, I have a very hard time. And this is like my biggest weakness personally and professionally is that I just can't be fake. I can't separate the emotion with like the business or the transaction. I have a very difficult time doing that. Yeah. And when I work with people, I care about them deeply. Not because I'm going to, the byproduct is I'm going to make money at the end of the day, but because like I want to do a good job. You hired me to do something. I want to do it right. I want to do it the way I would expect it to be done for me. The old golden rule, right? Yes. So lately, I, you know, in the last like year or so, like I feel like in some ways I've gotten to darker places with that because like, I just feel like so fed up. Like I've gotten myself into a place that I've met such fake people that it made me fake. And I'm not fake. I don't want to be fake. I don't want to deal with people that... Um, that speak down to me, for example, when they have no business doing that because they don't know me, they don't That's know right. my background, they don't know who I am, they don't know what I've accomplished, and I don't feel the need to get out there and share who I am, what I have, what I've built, what's in my bank, what's not in my bank, because it doesn't fucking matter. Right. What matters is that I'm treating you with love, and you know, I was raised to be a gentleman. I always want to be a gentleman. My language doesn't always sound like <laughs> I'm a gentleman, but that's who I am. Because you're real. So you're who you are. Yeah. That's it. So. How do you how do you deal with that? How do you deal with people that, you know, that aren't as kind or sincere? I mean, I meet people all the time that sound sincere but yeah. are very insincere, and they think I'm fucking stupid. You know what I'm saying? So how do you deal with people? I'll avoid like them. That? I'll avoid them. Like in the city, before I moved out of the city, I knew it was time for me to go. I couldn't get in the elevators anymore. I, I mean, I, I had to walk up 16 flights of stairs to go to my apartment. And I'd walk around the streets, and people would cough in my face because I wouldn't wear my mask. Not that I'm getting political here, because right. I'm I'm not. Can you that's not who I am. A fucking political thing. Exactly, and I don't. I never discuss politics. You're a conservative now. It's crazy. It's crazy, but so I walk around because listen, I'm outside. This is my life, and I'm not the type of person to sit back and take your shit because I won't do it. Right. I may I may take it and I may be nice back to you, but I'll walk away. Then maybe confront you, but I'll never back down. So I said, I better get out of here before I get killed. Because one woman came and she pushed me because I wasn't wearing a mask. One, like I said, coughed in my face. And some guy made a comment. And 
it's just so I just said, you know, let me. I have to get out of here. I moved to Long Island yeah. to St. James, which I love. I just changed my atmosphere. I changed my my surroundings. Yeah. And it works for me now. This this works for me. I did the same thing too. You know, um, I had been asking Lauren even before COVID came around. I wanted to move to Brooklyn. I just really liked it. I had done deals there. I had started spending some time, and I was like, "Wow, this is really a fucking beautiful place. It's clean. It's quiet. Mm-hmm. I feel like the sense of the the white noise and the intensity it comes right off of you. Absolutely. And so I was feeling this for a while. My my wife, she's from Boca. She's from Florida. She loves New York the way you love New York. She sees it the way you see it. Yeah. I saw it that way too. But I started getting a little ill with it because I also deal with a lot of like um, wealthy, arrogant people. Even in the real estate business. Yeah. That's a different breed of people. Yeah. No, no offense to anybody, but no, it's no offense, different. But there's yeah. a certain way that I have to carry myself yeah. and, there's, and I have to hold my tongue. So when I go home, I want my home to be... My serenity. Mm-hmm. I don't want to talk to my neighbors because if you live in New York and, for example, you live in a condo building, you say hi to a neighbor. That's a fucking commitment till the end of the time that you live there. You always <laughs> got to say hello. So I don't want to say hello. Elevator. This yeah, something yeah, on the I'm mood. I'm gonna go right into my fucking apartment. Yeah. I don't fucking talk to anybody but my family because I have three girls there: my wife and my two daughters. And as soon as I walk in, I have fucking forty-five minute conversation with each of them about how <laughs> bad their day was or how good their day was or what I'm not doing right. So. You know, that's part of my life. (laughs) So anyway, COVID comes around and we're Mm -hmm. feeling this pressure that you just articulated. And I was getting into altercations as well. My wife was getting into altercations. And also we were in the East Village and it was getting a little dicey and scary. And I've lived in New York for over 20 years. I've never felt like I had to carry mace or knife. Never. For anything, you know what I'm saying? Neither did I, yes. I bought my wife a knife. I bought myself a knife because I was like, you know what? I'd rather you have something than nothing. It's if scary. God forbid, God forbid, you know, something comes wood. up. Absolutely. So finally, after all that, my biggest thing is I wanted to save money. I feel like I was just blowing and just spending so much money in New York. And it wasn't even the same New York that I fell in love with that I was spending my money in. Absolutely. So that pissed me off, too. Yeah. So finally, my wife's like, fine, let's go look at Brooklyn. So I take her to fucking Greenpoint, Williamsburg, Park Slope, downtown, Carroll Gardens, Burham Hill. Took her all around. Park Slope was our last stop. She's like, I like it here. So we moved there. And you're right. Which is the whole reason why I'm sharing the story is we needed to change our energy. You need to change your energy. Yeah, and everything changed. She doesn't even want to come into Manhattan now unless she has to. This is a true Manhattan. Night. That's how I feel coming from the tram. Like, oh, mm-hmm. I just want to get back, just get back on that train and yeah. go back home because that's I feel my home really now. Bad because in one of my last episodes, I was just saying like how I felt like New York City had become so lame. I shouldn't have said that because like I still obviously have a tremendous amount of love for it, especially the way you describe it and remind us all in your book like how beautiful New York really is and how remarkable it's amazing. it really is. And New York's is. amazing. There's really no city in the world like Nothing it. Nothing like it. So I even have New York tattooed on my arm, just so you guys know. Like, there I didn't really go that far. I'm not making me thinking. <laughs> <laughs> but there is Maybe a deep love. Like, I do have a deep love for it. But it really just changed. It and really change is changed. always good. Yeah. You know, and the city's not the same, and it won't be the same probably for another couple of years. Right. So I feel like, you know what, it's okay. I'm out for a little while. I can always come back. Right. So this change, you go out to Long Island. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming you got a house. Okay. So now you're out. You're getting some fresh air. You're in Long Island. It's a little the bit The beach different. is right behind me. You can see it through the woods. All right. There's the beach, the Long Island Sound. So what did that do for you immediately? Was it just like a breath of fresh air? Uh, yes, just like that. <laughs> That's exactly it. That's how I could describe it. Right. <laughs> It was. I mean, I'm from Long Island, and 
I love Long Island. I love the people and everyone is just just salt of the earth. Like they're happy for you. Oh, you're building a storm. Oh my God, this is great when you open. And everyone's just like so behind you and just they can't wait for me, us to open and they're happy for us. They want to support us. Yeah. When we did the restaurant, who are you? Who you think you are? Um, you know your next door neighbor. He's continental, so are you. I'm like, oh wow. Someone put a bottle, um, a Snapple bottle, behind my car underneath the wheel, hoping that I drive over. I think they put that in yeah, the book. Yeah, I think you put that in the book. And also I, they, I think they fucked with your awning also. They cut our sign down and placed it on in the in the uh, in the doorway. Yeah, I, 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 I was crushed. I was so hurt. And you're like the nicest, kindest person, and it's fucking crazy. Because yeah. if anyone sits down with you, they're like, oh, I love Pam. Pam's awesome. Uh-huh, you know what you. I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, it's insane. Depends who you talk to. Right. But how would you explain <laughs> that, for example? Like, because you have, you know, you have good karma, you have good energy. Mm-hmm. So how would you, like, how would you explain that to yourself? Like, okay, somebody came in, did all this fucked up shit to my store in front of my restaurant when I was, and all the obstacles that came with you finally getting to open that, which is crazy, and how you got through that. And held on. That was an amazing part of your story. That was my, one of my dreams, you know. And I put, yeah. I put all my energy, all my time, all my money into that space. Yeah. And you had all those delays. Delay after delay. Delay after delay after delay. And it's funny. Lost it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny because if you look at those delays now, in retrospect, I'd be like, maybe I shouldn't be doing this. Yeah. Uh, but then, fast forward, I've got seven books from that. Yeah. And Power Pam came out of that. Yeah. Now Modern Salt's coming out of that. So out of one really bad situation, which it took us, it's going to be 10 years this October to come out of it. Tell, people, tell people what happened. i got to be honest, t- it's taken me 10 years to get out of this. Tell people what happened. Oh, 15 minutes. The hurricane came, and they said it was nothing. They said, oh, it's no, you know, it's no big deal, and just a little bit of rain, and they're forecasting everything. They uh. opened up a beautiful restaurant in... On Water Street, yeah, financial right. district, yeah, close to the seaport. Close to seaport. And uh, I went there for one of the openings, yeah. the soft opening. Yeah, and it was fucking amazing. We had great food. We got lit. We left <laughs> laughing and just running around. It was an awesome spot. We were really happy. Yeah, for it her. was great. I mean, there was times I didn't like it, but it was great. And we sat down and we lived around the corner. I had the flower shop around the corner, so the grid was closing. Not the electrical grid and we heard this water coming from the basement like what now what's going on and the one of the pipes had all the water coming out i'm just thinking it's just water from from the pipe whatever so eve decides to go back around to check out the store and i said i'll meet you there i'm i was having a glass of wine i'm watching a big screen tv and that's when bloomberg came on mayor bloomberg came on and says gonna shut the total grid down now family's calling you from oh my god my sister's crying you what are you doing i said these are my babies i'm not going anywhere and And i don't ever think anything's happening right right, because it's like i go there's like nothing going on outside it's like barely raining yeah so eve goes I said, I'll be there in five minutes. I shut the lights off, and I set the tables. I'm cleaning candles. I mean, like a regular day. This is yeah. Monday. We're closed. I turn the corner, and I see this wave of water coming, and I see Eve go under. Like it went over Eve. Oh, wow. I go running. I got to chill. This I go running after her, and I must have tripped on the, um, the bulkhead. I went under. So now you can think about this. Ugh. It's sewer water. It's the rats. It's the river all intertwined. That's fucking disgusting. And I wouldn't open my eyes because you don't know what is under that water. And, and meanwhile, you're like always clean. Your hair's always dead. Yeah, and I'm under Your this Your nails are always shirt. done. Yeah. Makeup's always yeah. on me. <laughs> Outfit's always uh, over two grand, head to toe. Yeah. Like always looking good. Just gross, just gross. <laughs> but 
I, I, I mean, I was at the point where I couldn't breathe anymore because the water was just, there was a pull and there was a surge that, that the, um, it's a full moon too. Yeah. So it's all that put together and it's weird because I had a hand, I, re- I, I was ready to open my mouth to breathe because I couldn't hold it anymore. And this hand pulled me. I'm thinking it's Eve and she's getting pulled by a hand. She thinks it's, it's me. We ended up in the top of the street like this. And I'm like, you okay? Yeah, you okay? Yeah, yeah. How we get here? You apply. Go, I didn't pull you. Did you pull? I didn't pull you. I just got to chill. There's that chill of validation. So we were pulled. And I have to believe there was an angel there that pulled us out of that water or we would have drowned. So you don't know to this day who pulled you out? No. Either of you? No. No. Mm. But it, it was just mind-blowing. And it took, it took like I said, t- almost 10 years to get out. We were depressed. We went through a lot of dark times because we lost everything in 15 minutes. It's hard to rebuild when you, lo- you lose everything. I mean, I had my life savings into that restaurant, everything. Yeah, no one understands. You know, we like lost relationships, family relationships, because m- money was involved. And it's just, it was a horrible, horrible time. It was, a, I think it's my darkest time wow. in my life. But it, it got me to the point where I am today. It made me stronger. It made me wiser. I know it sounds so cliche, but it's true. But what happened right after that? Like, like after that happened, what, how did you deal with life? Uh, we were kind of in a, a fog. It, wasn't, it was too surreal because everyone's things were on the street. We had to take the water out of the restaurant, like to get the pump to bring the water out. And there was food in there that was spoiled. And we had two places we had, had to empty out. And I had like, all my family stuff from when I was a child in a bin that was totally destroyed by the water. Yeah. So there went all my family stuff that I, you know, collected and so did Eve. And it was horrible. It wasn't real. I think we just we were uh, just I don't know if it was didn't our I think we just shut down. Our bodies just shut down into in survival mode. Wow. Right. Now from like a mental standpoint, this is my question because I have a family and I have kids and you know, sometimes in my business the money comes in inconsistently unfortunately. So you have good times sometimes, and sometimes you have bad times. The ultimate goal is to have closings every month and have money coming in regularly. My question is, after you fucking hit the bottom like that, how can you separate how the fuck am I going to pay my bills? How are we going to live? How are we going to eat? Versus like, okay, we're going to get through this, and you know, we'll do the next best thing that's going to support. It was support that I had from my family. They were amazing. And um, even I have a very special, very strong relationship. And we supported each other because we're going through it together. We understood the emotions, you know. We didn't get out of bed one time for a whole week. Couldn't, couldn't, we couldn't bring ourselves to get out of bed. I can cry right now because it's really emotional. Wow. But it's all good. Yeah. And again, like I want to give her a minute, but like this is what I think is so powerful about her. You know, this is just one example. There's, there's many examples of, you know, where she could have just folded. You know, and just gave that, up. that a lot of people would just fold. Yeah, yeah. It's it's it's, it's a lot. Do. It's most, a lot. Most people would give up after that and just say, "Fuck it, I'm gonna go get that nine to five job. I'm gonna live. You know, I'm gonna have a job. I'll be just over broke, and uh, and I'll do whatever I have to do." But she still had this passion and this belief, and most importantly, this faith that like she would get through this and something else would come up, which is why I feel like she overcomes everything that. She's challenged with in her entire life. I think it's life. the faith that really, really has, that's the key. Yeah. 
Because with faith comes belief. With belief comes, you know, who you surround yourself with. And um, the thought of me going for a nine-to-five job again, nothing against anyone else for me, was um, giving in, failing yeah. for me. Yeah. Because I'm the type of person, I'll work 15-hour days. I don't care. Right. I live, when you love what you do, it's not a job. It's part of you. So I, I think I say to myself, I did all this for what? How can I give up? I mean, believe me, we wanted to give up. Yeah. I was going to move back to my mom, <laughs> right. start all over again. I said, but that's not me. Right. I don't give up that easily. I mean, yeah, I, be, I was knocked down. I was never knocked down to like I was knocked down like this. Yeah. But it gave me the strength. It gave me the character and the confidence yeah, in mean, myself. It's that super admirable. To say to everybody else, listen, you know, I don't care what you throw at me now. Because I can heal, I can handle it. Yeah, I can deal with it. I think that's so admirable, yeah. don't you? Yes, that which doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Makes you stronger. Yeah, that's crazy. And it's yes. really true, you know. Yeah, it's really, really true. But that's also the thing. I think that's also what makes her such an impactful influence on others. Like, so if you were to get in front of a room, for example, like a seminar, or you were able, or, or I'd be shaking like a leaf. Right, but if you were, <laughs> but if you were doing that. Uh -huh. and these people for example know your story like if I was sitting there and I heard this story and I saw you get emotional and I saw you were still standing and you were able to still create this you know what you felt was success for you and for your life and for your family and uh, and you made it happen you know and people can actually see your pain and feel your pain I think that's what makes all the difference I think that's what makes you really special and I think that's what makes people believe in you and your words and what you say and what you feel. And I think that's the most beautiful thing about you, personally. Thank you. Like, I just, that was a hard story to hear and it was hard to watch yeah. you get emotional. But, like, also on another note, that was, like, super beautiful. Uh -oh. <laughs> Thank you. I, I think what happens a lot of times is that when pe people look at a person that is successful, they see success, but they only see su the success. Like, they don't see the path that led to that success. So they kind of think like, okay, this person was born, it just has a great life. Everything everything happens right for this person. Right. You know, but... Um, you know, not really touch on like the struggles of actually getting this place open. You have to borrow money, you got to find vendors, you got to deal with asshole neighbors, then you got to deal with all the bullshit New York delays and Con Edison. I mean, there's like oh, one yeah. thing after another like when you yeah. want to open up something in New York, which makes it much harder than probably anywhere else in the country. You know, and like... You can almost run out of money before you even open the door, especially yeah. with those delays. And especially when people are saying, where's my fucking money? And those people are your family, you know, some of them. Yeah. So that's pressure in itself that can make you ill, you know? And then to finally get it open and then have Sandy come in like a renegade and like completely and just like tear it up. It yeah. Just it right destroy out. it. But that's, she said that's, it. Look, look at all right the seeds out. of benefit that came out right. of it talking about seven books you're talking about someone now who's unstoppable when it comes to opening this new salt business someone who's knows how to make a decision and not be fickle about it be like fuck it let's move to long island we'll fucking make it work you move to long island now you're just you know building a sphere of influence over there the business hasn't even opened yet people are excited to come in about it and it's delayed <laughs> but there you go but i'm used to it already so yeah. we know what to expect right so it's not a surprise yeah you know, but it's funny because going through the struggles of all this and I mean, I had lawsuits against me, employees coming at me. I lived right around the corner, ringing the bell. Where's my paycheck? I couldn't leave. I couldn't even leave the house. Yeah. And family members putting us down. And 
it's just, I'm like, if, if family could do that to you, I hate to see enemies. So with all that pressure, I mean, of course we have PTSD from this as well. Yeah. That'll never go away. I've gone to therapy these whole, um, I've been out of therapy three years now. But you go to therapy to get through it and you make it work. You know, but again, you can't give up because that happens. You got to look at the bigger picture. Why? Like, what? Why? But when you're going through it, obviously, you're not seeing it, but you'll see it when you come out. I feel like you've handled it really well. And I, obviously, I don't know you long enough and I don't know the, the exact details of the story, but you don't look like a person to me that's like falling apart. You look like a person no. that's really strong. Thank you. Handling their fucking business. I was falling apart. And uh, then like I. You said you're human. We're all human. Human, right? Yeah. But no, this is not going to take me down. No. So give me some advice. I have a 14-year-old daughter. I have a 12-year-old daughter. My 12-year-old is a fierce hockey player. She's the only girl on our all-boys hockey team. Good for her. Very supportive of her. Um, very proud of her. My other daughter is very smart, very superficial, very into having her hair done. The little diva. Yeah, she's my <laughs> diva. They all look like my wife, but in different ways. And she's beautiful. Thank you. And... Um, I just love these girls. They're my life. They're it's all my wealth. The only reason why I would want to be wealthy or rich, like in a economical way, mm -hmm. is so simple. Not you know I don't care for Bentleys or private jets or any of that shit. I really don't care. I came from a good family. I got a taste of some of you know nice things. Mm -hmm. um, but I just want to be able to have really nice family dinners. I want to be able to travel. I want them to see the world because we're not here forever. Like so for me to ever want to be wealthy or to ever be like really rich it would be for those reasons you don't have to be really rich to do those things but you know in a way where like you don't even have to think about it you don't have to look at your account you're just like fuck it you want to do this let's do it let's do it yeah so what advice do you have for my girls you know the older one that's the diva she's a very very strong-willed girl she reminds me a lot of my dad and also my mother-in-law they're two very strong-minded people um, I have no doubt in my mind that this little girl is going to own a business one day, for sure. Like, I see it right now. If she's got a strong will, she will. Yeah, she's on Absolutely. my shit. Like, if she, if she thinks I'm lacking, she tells me, Daddy, like, why the fuck are you here? Why are you home right now? You know what I'm saying? So, she's tough on me, man. She's brought me to tears at times. Aww. Not even kidding. But not in a bad way. Yeah. She doesn't mean anything by it. She's just strong, and I'm very sensitive, so yeah. it fucks me up. Um, what advice can you give to my girls? Like, what would you, what could you say... I don't know, to keep them driven or motivated or inspired. Well, when they find their dream, they need to hang on to it and hold on real, real tight and let nobody or anything get in their way of achieving it. Simple as that. And keep the faith. And never give up. Never have regret. Never. Hey, Lee, do you have any final questions here? I'm not going to keep her any longer. I feel like we got everything we needed to get. Well, I thought that um, Pam is a De definitely a testament to our human strength and, you know, what we all have to go through in life when, you know, life adversities get to us, you know, that we can pull through, we can overcome. Instead of, woe is me, maybe we should look at why it's me <laughs> and then take it from there, you know. Okay, I was the one chosen to get through this and I have to do it and I have to get through. So, who was it? Somebody said that... um I forgot who it was that said that um, your why, you know, your why is always your bigger than what anything else, you know. Yeah, so how. yeah, if you know your why, the how figures the how figures figures itself out. Yeah. So what inspired you most about her today in our talk? 
Oh, just... Is just, there anything that sticks out for you? Yeah, yeah, just the story about, um, you know, the, the, the strength, you know, the, this last story about how you pulled through and how you, you know, came back, got yourself together and, you know, put everything back into a perspective for yourself and still went out to open up a new business and to get a new place to live and all of that. I mean, that's so awesome, you know, and that's so inspiring. Yeah, I think the biggest Thank things you. I learned today was number one is to have faith. Number two is to be kind. Number three is to be tenacious. That's my favorite word today. And uh, never give up. Never. You know. And, um, and what are your daughter's names? My daughter's name are Lexi. Lexi. My oldest and my youngest one is Stella. So Lexi and Stella, be you because everyone else is taken. <laughs> okay. And dream big because the worst that can happen, it comes true. And I just want to say, like, you know, Pam isn't here for any other reason than to just, you know, come kick it. And she's awesome. Thanks for having me. This is great. And definitely, if you get a chance, scenes from the play of my life, Act One, the memoir, Pamela Renna. Like, if you guys can go on to Amazon. It's so funny because when I knew I was going to meet you, I immediately bought the book. And I don't have Amazon Prime, so the book wasn't going to come in time. So then I go to Lauren I'm like Lauren you gotta buy this book for me because she's got Amazon Prime so I get it in a day <laughs> so I ended up getting two copies Aww. one I'm leaving here for Lee because I always leave good books for Lee and um, is there anything like while you're here like if people want to follow you or get to know you better or if there's anything you want to plug while you're here before we wrap this up well I do coaching and I could say one thing to everybody if you can go to bed every night and can't wake up to the ne- wait, hold on if you can go to bed each and every night and cannot wait to repeat it all over again tomorrow awesome you're on your right path if you don't call me how do they find you pam um email me they can well, actually not really call me but they can just go on my website okay. instagram facebook power pam an upcoming podcast in the next couple of months once modern salt gets off the ground i'll be doing my own podcast all right, and I get I'm to be far. a guest on it. Yes. yes. I hope I'm one well, of I'm going to think both of you on leave. <laughs> yeah. Come out to the island. Oh, right. <laughs> Come out to Long Island. It'll be awesome. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll yeah. Oh, I don't know then. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, well, thank yeah. you so much. Appreciate yeah. you guys tuning in. We'll see you on the next episode. Yeah, thank the you. Danny Nassi podcast. Love you. Love you. All right. Love right. you too. Awesome. Thank you. Well, that was, that was good. That was good. You did a great job. Thank you. Were you comfortable? Yes. I mean, there were times I got a little nervous because, you know, you're talking about things that make you really uncomfortable when it's been a while. But, yeah, for the most part, absolutely. Hold on. You have your water? Hold on one sec. I want to take a picture with you.